Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us for the Real Perspectives podcast. We hope you'll enjoy this episode and share it with your colleagues and friends because it has some nugget of information that may pertain to your daily work. There are more episodes in our library, too, so if you like them or have any thoughts, ideas, or suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks again. Welcome back to another episode of The Real Perspectives, the podcast where we dive deep into the minds of visionary commercial real estate leaders and executives who are shaping the future of their industry. I'm your host, co-founder and publisher, Vladimir Bosanets, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with someone who is trailblazing ideas for healthy buildings. Joining us today is Gil Bloodrich, the CEO of Clear Inc., a company based in Toronto and founded by a real estate and hospitality entrepreneur with over 30 years of commercial real estate experience. Faced with the personal experience of a family member affected by water quality, Bloodrich went on to create a remarkable enterprise with the goal of helping clean our buildings and with the belief that healthy indoor air and water are a right, not a privilege. Get ready to be inspired as we uncover the mind of this innovation leader. Welcome to the podcast, Gil. Gil, good afternoon. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Excellent. Where do we find you today? Where are you? Today I'm in uh, Toronto, Canada. Okay. Excellent. Um, and uh, uh, just as a you know, way of introduction, Gil, tell us a little bit about, you know, your background, um, you know, what you've done in the industry and sort of, you know, how you've gotten to where you are today. I'm a, a developer basically for three decades. I started in uh, Tel Aviv, Israel, and later on I moved to Canada. And uh, so later on I started actually to do some business in Manhattan and then moved to Canada. And uh, overall, uh, over the years, I uh, did uh, development and invested in properties in 50 different uh, cities between Israel, Canada, and uh, the U.S. Wonderful. And do you typically uh, develop commercial properties, uh, mixed use, residential, all of the above? Uh, it's basically in different... Uh, we The first company that I later on uh, uh, took public in uh, 2007. Uh, it was a company that dealing with uh, commercial properties uh, in the Israel and in the States. Later on, I started, I founded a new company in Canada that uh, dealing with hotel and resorts. And uh, this company uh, uh, went public in 2014. And, and overall, on a few nice, uh, few uh, decent-sized resorts in Canada and the U.S., and uh, over 4,000 uh, hotel rooms. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so you've uh, you've seen your share of uh, everything around real estate, sounds like, right? Including, in a way. Including yes. a couple of recessions. <laughs> yes, quite a rounded experience, yes. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Correct. Um, so, Gil, uh, the way we got in touch is uh, through uh, a project that you have going on that's in Miami, Florida. Uh, do you mind telling us a little bit about sort of what that concept is all about and how that's uh, come about as well? The, the project uh, we're doing uh, in Florida, in Miami downtown, uh, it's uh, uh, trying to re-envision re uh the new space, the new office space. 
Uh, as we know that uh, in the, the office segment, there is a, a major shift, almost a social shift. We see employees basically do not want to come back to the office. We see now more and more uh, receiverships and foreclosures on big uh, office uh, uh, buildings. And I was trying uh, and I'm trying to rethink the office uh, concept. And uh, basically, we bought a property in downtown Miami, office property that uh, was vacant. It's brand new property that was vacant for five years. The developer that bought, uh, built this complex could not uh, lease it for some reason. And we basically decided to create their environment that will fit more than modern uh, requirements of employees, more employee-centric than uh, how it was in the past. Because if you're looking at the past, uh, uh, the way that office buildings have been uh, designed, uh, when you, as in, from employee point of view, you see a tall, impressive building, nice lobby, nice elevators, and basically you find yourself in a cubic tail in some corner office, and uh, the, the only social place to meet your fellow employees, it's uh, near the coffee machine. Yeah. And basically you have zero amenities. And as you know, in these times we are more active and dynamic, and sometimes we need a quiet time. Sometimes we want to be more social. Sometimes we want to be more active. So we created an office space, that uh, office environment that allowed to employees uh, uh, basically to be in much more safer from environmental point of view. We uh, uh, took care to purify all, water, all the water that's coming into the building, uh, turning the city water into microbiological safe water. Um, we installed the uh, air purifiers that uh, are fully uh, proven that can avoid uh, and, and can reduce dramatically uh, transfer of diseases and cleaning all the pollutants from the air, allow the employees and the user to be more focused and, and less uh, headache and more healthy. We add uh, background music, we add uh, uh, a relaxation room. Okay. We have some really nice, uh, uh, we had a Pilates area uh, that we have in the building. So overall, as we started to add all these amenities, we uh, succeed quite fast to lease uh, the majority of the space to major company. And now we are dealing with uh, uh, the rest of the space and uh, we're getting really nice uh, demand despite the market uh, segment and uh, the market trend downward. Right. So what, what I'm curious about um, is how did you, you know, come up with this? You know, obviously, um, the big driver was COVID and what's happening in COVID and utilization of office buildings and how people go to work, where they go to work and that kind of stuff. Was that your main motivator behind this or has this... Is this something that's evolved over years or maybe even decades that you've been in the industry and you've kind of noticed there's a better way to do this? So I'm uh, in, the, in the industry. I made a few times uh, uh, some changes, but the main, the main change or the main realization that something here needs to be rethinked 
happened when my son, a few years ago, about five years ago, a very brilliant uh, PhD student dealing with the genetics and then doing some really interesting things. He, from a glass of water that he drank, he got sick and uh, basically got uh, a, a, a bacteria in his digestion system that he cannot get rid of it, and it's basically becoming a chronic uh, illness. Uh, it took him uh, two years uh, delay. It cost him two years delay of his uh, PhD. And I started to learn how come from a water that my son, uh, just a glass of water that he drank before the going to sleep, how come he got so sick? And when I started to learn into our water system, understanding what happened in the uh, two our water since they are delivering from the city plant yeah. into our buildings, I understood that somebody need to rethink the whole issue of environmental, the indoor health, if it's about water and later on about health. So uh, I asked uh, my son to assist me, and he brought his science uh, back background, and we opened a company that our uh, mission is basically to look for the best proven technology that we can use from other industries, for example, from the pharma industry, into real estate in order to elevate health and well-being inside our building. So the experiments with the office space is not came out of nowhere. It came because we are already ad, uh, installing and delivering systems for buildings that elevating health, saving energy, and the overall uh, basically doing what we as a real estate owner need to be. Yeah. need to do. I yeah. think that it's our obligation as a real estate owners to take care for the safety and health of our users and tenants and guests. But apparently it's not exist. Today, everything that goes through our water system, for example, if you look at the water, all the, the water coming to our buildings, entering our buildings without any safety firewall for bacteria, viruses, and pathogens, and our pipes, the, our city pipes, are full of biofilm, which is a, a colonies of viruses. It's, it's a natural phenomenon. But if you look into a, a city pipe, you will see uh, something very <laughs> unpleasant visually. And it's a huge community of viruses and bacteria. And the water, even, even if they're coming, it's full of chlorine and clean from the city plant, till it's coming to our showers or kitchens, they are uh, in, in a risk of uh, pollution, but especially from the side of the biological uh, risk. Yeah. What's interesting about this is that um, you had a personal experience. Obviously, I think uh, what's happened in the industry over the last three years exacerbated this. And it almost seems like what you're talking about is going to be table stakes going, going forward. As, as a developer, what I'm curious you know, what has this done to costs, right? Uh, cost to develop something, cost to do tenant improvements. Um, does it does it does it help with the valuation of your property in the in the long run as well? It's actually a, a very good question. We we found out that we we be, we actually our system can save money uh, uh, to real estate owners. I will give you an example. 
all over the United States, we are heating the, the boilers and the hot water tanks in our buildings to over 140 degrees, sometimes up to 150, when we don't need them more than 120. 100 and above 120, we, it's a risk of getting burned. So how and why we push, we are elevating and, and, and putting more energy to, and, and to elevate the temperature. We're trying to eliminate bacteria like Legionnaire that considered a very risky bacteria that exists in the water. By uh, uh, using our technology, we don't need any more to uh, heat the water to such a, a, a high levels, and we can bring back to the temperature to the 120 degrees, saving a major, major money to the bottom line of the, for the operation. So basically our systems are, a, can deliver a very nice direct saving to the real estate owners. So it's not a matter of cost, it's actually a matter of profit. And this is just the direct profit because we, ha we already witnessing in real estate projects, if it's residentials, hotel, commercial assets, that when they are uh, elevating health and becoming more green, they succeed to uh, uh, deliver higher revenue. Building that preserve, uh, that have, the, for example, the well certification, succeed to get higher rent between 4 to 7%. And this is not uh, me saying that. This is the MIT uh, uh, last report and, and research that they published. Yeah. So, uh, so there is many other uh, benefits to real estate owners uh, by installing systems uh, like Clear. What is interesting about this is there um, have emerged, and you mentioned the well system. Um, you know, but there are there are others also that. Have emerged that kind of you know track some of this this information. Um, do do you feel that uh, you know those um, certifications are adequate in in this day and age? And do do you what you've done with you know this one project in you know Miami is it well above that? Um, where where does where does your projects kind of fit into into you know on their scale, if you will? Um. We, are, we created, although we're working uh, very closely with Swell and some of our systems already got uh, uh, well, uh, works with Swell uh, uh, designation, we are offering to real estate owners uh, uh, our system that can allow them to get more points and more uh, toward to the well certification. But... My belief is that any certification or any technology that will go into real estate in order to elevate uh, uh, human health and well-being and safety, it's very welcome. So even if uh, uh, some system not doing 100% of the work, but right now in some areas we're doing zero. So if it's starting to deal uh, with air purification, for example, in buildings that never had it, and in some of the buildings, if you look into the duct, the air ducts, and how eventually a building breathing and delivering a, a fresh air to the users, it's quite alarming. So anything that you will do from a certification or technology 
או רגוליישן, it's welcome, because we are getting sick in our buildings. The, I don't know if you know, but the World Health Organization years ago uh, stated that over 30% of the buildings in the United States considered sick buildings. And sick buildings, uh, according to the uh, World Health Organization, is a building uh, that uh, uh, over 20% of the occupants are uh, reporting the same illness. Wow. Okay. So, and the cost, as per the uh, EPA and other agencies in the United States, uh, when they are trying to quantify the cost of the sick building uh, uh, to the U.S. economy, it's over $100 billion. Wow. It's all uh, open and public information. Yeah. So, and there are ways to deal with that. You know, there are natural phenomena like the biofilm in the pipes. But there are ways and there are technologies that already have been used in the pharma or in the food and beverage industries that can eliminate these bacteria and viruses before they are getting into our buildings and into our shower, into our... Uh, biological systems. Yeah, and when you and I talked about this a couple of days ago, you essentially said you're not inventing anything new. This is technology that's already out on the market. Essentially, you can go and you know acquire it for any project, exactly. correct? Exactly, exactly. So I, I'm not, you know, I'm a, a real estate owner. I don't like to use a, a new technology that uh, I'm trying the first, you know, cutting-edge technolo cutting uh, technologies or, or very unique ones. I follow the pharmaceutical industry. So what's good for Pfizer or Kimberly-Clark to uh, purify the water and turn the water from city water into microbiological safe water into their factories, they are the same systems that basically later on uh, we decide to use. Yeah. So we're bringing the, the top of the top and, and machines and systems that work over 18 years successfully around the world. Gil, I think the best way to showcase to somebody why they should be doing this going forward is to maybe give a couple of anecdotes of, um, you know, what have some of your tenants said, right? So you said you leased this one property in Miami fairly quickly, but tell us about kind of the general feedback from the industry that, that you've received and kind of how how that's enhanced uh, where you already believe. I, one of the, the byproduct of what uh, our system, water central water purification systems, they are reducing the chlorine in the water. So it's, uh, I got many uh, reporting from, from tenant and user that you, that telling me that the showers feel much better, the skin and the hair not getting so dry. So they are, you know, direct and immediate uh, feel when uh, uh, you're using water that have less uh, chlorine, for example. And, you know, in many cases, for example, you mentioned uh, Miami, Florida. In Florida, most of the drinking water, we all drinking there from uh, plastic bottles. Just imagine that we can deliver microbiological safe uh, and, and reducing the plastic uh, bottle consumption, reducing uh, uh, emission, footprint emission, reducing cost, and the... the 
interesting part is that we're buying all these plastic or glass bottles, carrying them home, paying big dollars for them, trying to avoid biological contamination. But then we are going into our showers or bath and we're getting the same without any, we're getting the, we potentially can get the same contamination that we're trying to avoid by drinking from our plastic bottle in the kitchen. Yeah. So it's not really doing a lot for us, and only the only solution to deliver much healthier water to it's using central systems. So uh, how do how does industry scale this? Um, you know, have you talked to the you know associations within industry? You know, folks like NAOP and you know folks like that that could you know tell this story more broadly, more widely. Um, what would be some ideas and thoughts that you know you would think would work to get more people involved in uh, thinking about development in this way? I will welcome any association or any uh, business or any developers to to join uh, the the movement basically for healthy building and more green buildings. We can it's a double win. We can save money on energy and reducing footprint, and we can uh, elevate health. And I think this is something that not one guy or one company can turn the dial. It must be a movement. And anyone that's uh, uh, interested, first we would love to share information, and we'd love to, to show what we're doing. Basically, it's, it's a truly a win-win. There's no uh, cost involved, basically, because you have a... a you can uh, save some major dollars by uh, reducing the energy cost, but the elevation of uh, health and well-being will come back to you as a developer in many times. We have examples in uh, uh, Toronto, the uh, development company that uh, announced that uh, strategically they are going uh, healthy and they are using clear systems to, you know, to, de- to dever- deliver healthier air and water. They succeed to sell their projects. It was 190 condos over one weekend. Wow. So and now we are doing it in their fifth project. So yeah. the results on the marketing, sales, PR, overall uh, uh, reputation for the developers or the real estate owners, it's, it's a great contribution. Yeah. We need to start to understand that healthy buildings, it's important to deliver health and, and well-being. It's important amenity in commercial and residential building. Yeah, agreed. And so you, you mentioned you're, you're, you're doing this now in other projects. What are your plans to kind of you know, scale this and expand this throughout your portfolio? Is every project that you do from now on going to include these clear systems? Um, tell us, how, how, how do you plan to, to work on that? Uh, yeah, of course. We are, I'm not just uh, pitching and trying to convince uh, other fellow developers or real estate owners. Uh, we're doing that in our uh, portfolio uh, too. We just got approval for a, a hotel in downtown Toronto in a very influent uh, area called uh, Yorkville, and we just got approvals for 38 stories hotel that will be the first clear hotel that will offer basically a a very interesting uh, uh, ecosystem that will deliver additional health and well-being 
and longevity to uh, our guest. So we we're doing that in hotels. We just uh, in the uh, approvals process for the clear residence in uh, Miami for 545 uh, uh, units, rental uh, units in, near the Brickell Bridge. And in that building, the same, we will, the main, the main amenity, beside, of course, quality and, and design, but one of the most important amenities is the health and well-being, and we play it very, very uh, detailed in, in, from the designer. Yeah, I think this is the I think this is the future. It's not about Clear or, or other company. I think this is eventually will be the the base. Yeah, the way that we develop essentially in the future. Yeah, exactly, yeah. it's a, it's yeah. about time to harness the the smart building, and we have amazing technology into the health to elevate health because we are getting sick in our buildings. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gil, as you look back um, over these last you know couple of decades that, that you've been in this in this business and you know doing this, um, what are some you know lessons learned? What are what are some things that you you wish you knew you know as you were starting out um, on this on this road? <laughs> if I knew how much the real estate values will uh, will uh, hike in the past uh, thirty years. I will not sell any of my properties and just keep them <laughs> because the best advice I could give to the younger Gil, you buy good property, hold it. And sit on uh, it forever, right? Uh, sit on forever because the prices in some uh, urban areas uh, where I'm investing uh, went very, very sharply up. Uh, land and, and different properties. So uh, this is the advice. My advice for... Uh, right now for investors and real estate uh, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, I think this is the time to focus on the opportunities. Not, uh, you know, to know to fence your position, but focus on the opportunities where you can save money, where you can elevate. You know, this is exactly for exa uh, clear systems, and I believe there are other systems that this is the time to get more efficient, save money. And, and look for the opportunities, how to differentiate yourself uh, from the herd. Wonderful. Gil, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, stay well, and uh, please keep us posted on your future projects and how all that's going. Thank you so much for uh, your time. It was my pleasure. That was another episode of the Real Perspectives podcast, and we thank you for taking the time to listen to it. Conversations like these help us comprehend our evolving industry better and hopefully provide a perspective that helps you understand the dynamics of commercial real estate. If you like this episode, please subscribe to our show and tell your colleagues about it. That is the best way to spread the news and help us remain relevant across the industry. Cheers. Cheers.